This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, Brad. What's going on, Adam? I got some exciting news. Holy crap, they're making a Mighty Ducks 4? <laughs> no, but now I'm just really upset that they're not. Oh, they should. The exciting news is that beginning Wednesday, August 10th, exclusive About Last Night episodes will be airing on TuneIn. That's right, featuring just Brad and Adam, the original OGs. I know you guys love the ALN episodes that feature amazing celebrity guests, actors, musicians, incredible people with amazing stories. But starting Wednesday, August 10th, for 12 weeks, Brad and I will be releasing episodes with just Brad and I. Cool. I like those guys. It's going to be great. Uh, and where can people get these episodes, Brad? They can get these exclusive episodes on the website, tunein.com slash night. That's T-U-N-E-I-N dot com slash night. Or you can download the TuneIn app. Type in T-U-N-E-I-N and get the TuneIn app to stream these exclusive episodes. Or we also have a player available on AboutLastNightPodcast.com. You can go to AboutLastNightPodcast.com, click on the TuneIn player, and stream the episodes live from there. We can't emphasize this enough. These are exclusive episodes to OnlyTuneIn.com. You can't get these anywhere else. Only available to users of the TuneIn platform. New episodes of Just Brad and Adam. Doing the About Last Night podcast, no guests, just Brad and Adam. Oh, well, maybe Al Pacino. He'll come in and uh, have a couple of appearances. <laughs> and preview his upcoming episode of The Pacino Attempt. The Pacino Attempt, coming this fall. What was it? You kiss you. And then you kiss you. <laughs> That's every Wednesday, starting August 10th, on TuneIn. Brad and Adam, exclusive About Last Night podcast episodes. You love it. You want it. And you can get it starting Wednesday, August 10th. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with me, Adam Ray. And me, Brad Williams. <laughs> you went super high with your voice right there. I don't know what you're talking about. That was very dwarfy of you. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a great weekend. I did. I, uh, what did I do? I relaxed. Mad TV ended. Uh, as far as shooting, the episodes still air for another four weeks, Tuesday night, CW, 9 p.m., 8 central. Uh, but we had our last uh, shoot day, our last live tape day. Shot a bunch of sketches on uh, Friday in front of a live audience. It was awesome. And uh, there's a lot of really funny shit coming your way. So please make sure to continue to watch uh, Mad TV, 9, 8 central, CW, Tuesday nights. Um, and then we had a rap party, and that was great. Uh, I went to the Dave Matthews Band concert on Saturday night. Um, have somehow gotten chummy with Rashawn Ross, the trumpet player in the band, and he hooked up tickets for me and my boy Steve Aguilar, and we went, and, and they were awesome, as always. Dave Matthews Band, you can hate on them all you want. They're some of the best musicians on the fucking planet, and they... They do shit that looks rehearsed, and it's just like they're so good and in sync that they just—it's amazing. Uh, did I have a, a a weed chocolate bean? Yeah, I did. Did I talk to Ryan Seacrest? Yeah, I did. Did I remind him about the time I was on a game show called Click in 1998, my freshman year of high school? His first job, a show that only aired in Seattle, Washington. 
uh, that he hosted and I was on. And did he remember it and love that I was on it and we talked and he might be on the podcast? Yeah, that all happened. Today's episode is, uh, is a good one. I spent many days with this fellow at Universal Studios Hollywood uh, working. Um, he uh, was in the National Lampoon Lemmings Improv Troupe. He's an amazing actor. Uh, voices Batman in the animated show uh, Super Friends. Uh, you've seen him in tons of commercials. He was the first ever storyteller uh, for the show Drunk History, before it was even on Comedy Central. And we get into all that, uh, as, as well as New York and L.A. travel stories in which he just moved. Um, a lot of just random conversation that is great when you have somebody like our guest who can just roll with the flow, provide a lot of hilarious commentary, and, uh, and has a great voice. I'm talking about the one and only Mark Gagliardi making his ALN debut and crushing it. Uh, so fun, so funny. Enjoy this episode. We sure had a great time recording it. Uh, follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Gags. Also listen to his podcast, We Got This, on the Earwolf Network. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad for Brad, at ALN Podcast, at ALN Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray 33 on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. This weekend, Brad is in Tempe, Arizona, September 1st through the 4th, Tempe Improv, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona. Get your tickets at improv.com. Uh, this weekend, I'm in Seattle. I'm at Bumbershoot, baby. If you have been to Bumbershoot, the big comedy music festival in Seattle, get tickets. Come see me. The shows are posted on my website, adamraytv.com. Uh, I'm doing the goddamn Comedy Jam twice, which I'm pumped about. If you know anything about that show, it's my favorite show on planet Earth. It premiered on Comedy Central last night at 1130. Um, I'm sure you can watch it now on cc.com. Uh, that show is going to be great. My boy Josh Adam Myers. Uh, and going to do some stand-up as well. And then, uh, and then I got a bunch of other tour dates coming. AdamRayTV.com for all those tour dates. Uh, I'm going to Vegas, um, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, New York, uh, 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 Sacramento. It's all on the website. Um, I started a new show today as well. Uh, Mad TV ended, and I started the Joey Mac Project. My boy Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block has his own eight-episode show premiering on the Pop Network. Uh, sometime in the uh, new year, and uh, me, Joey McIntyre, Donnie Wahlberg, January Jones, Jamie Dembo. Uh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a single camera comedy kind of curb your enthusiasm style about Joey's uh, life post pop star, and I play his manager. And it's going to be the shit. So we started today, and uh, it's going to keep me busy for a minute. Um, so again, check all those tour dates, AdamRayTV.com and StoryMerchandise.com for all your Alien merch, hats, mugs, shirts, posters. Get them, bring them to the shows. I'm about to hit the road hard, so I want to see all those Alien fans out and bring your merch. I'll sign them, take a picture, and we'll have a blast. So many great apps uh, coming up. Blake Griffin, Brett Ratner, Bill Bellamy, um, maybe Seacrest. If, if, uh, we've been, we exchanged dialogue already, so um, say a prayer for that. That'd be incredible. Uh, now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, Mark Gagliardi. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. 
It's like about he's submitting his uh, stand-up special for a Grammy. Oh, really? Yeah. Submitting. That, that, sure. w- 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 which means nothing. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it, it's in the running. It's, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. So that, it, it just means someone might actually have to listen to it, and that's a little, a little better odds than just hoping that one of the important people is just watching Showtime one night right. and then just goes, oh, is, that, yeah. is that where it is now? It's on Showtime? Yeah, it's on Showtime, but you have to release it as an audio thing, so now people can stream it. This is all very just invigorating stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you did so win a Grammy, which, by the way, I mean, let's be honest, what are the odds... Uh, I mean, first of all, they might not give me a Grammy nomination just because they're like, well, what happens with him in the podium? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole issue in that's, itself. That's, we are not prepared. What do we do? Don't they just have that? Don't they have the thing like the Oscars has, the little slidey up and down? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And floor. it would just go, yunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A real quick raise. Well, I mean, because there's, there, there, there's probably like, because uh, uh, best singer in a uh, uh, now that's what I call music kids bop. Right. Uh, it, that's probably a contender. So they probably have to be prepared for that. So. They're only prepared for speeches over yeah. five seven. <laughs> so you're really that gonna. Was, yeah. That's quite the curveball. Sorry, I'll, Simone Biles, you're yeah. not getting it this year. Not this year. If you do it, if you do an audio book, you're not winning. <laughs> I like the idea of an Olympic gymnast doing an audio book. Chapter one. <laughs> Dude, no shit, my, right? My dream to attend the Olympic back to the U.S. of started in Peoria, Illinois in 2004. Is that Carrie Strug? Yes. Oh. <laughs> she really set the bar, no pun intended, as far as, like, gymnast, female, young, like, prepubescent, like, what do you, what do you yeah. sound like? Yeah, this is... Yeah. She, my brother went on a semester at sea with her. With Carrie Strug? Carrie Strug. Wow, I, we did not know this. That's, yeah, okay. wow. What a fascinating did, did opening have, story, Mark. Did, did, Are we going now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, oh, yeah we're going. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I We were waiting I for think... the Carrie Strug reference, oh, okay. yeah. and then that's our launching <laughs> it's point. It's common <laughs> podcast knowledge. You always start with Strug. Right, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't Strug. go wrong with Strug. Yeah, he went on a semester at sea with Carrie Strug, uh, and he said it was, uh, she was like, she was very cool, but she was like a squeaky bulldog because yeah. it was like Sounds post right. gym, post right. gymnastics career. Yeah. And if your body is uh, is has been just like slamming into the ground for that long, yeah. then it just you just become a solid block of muscle and marrow free, <laughs> completely dense bones. And, and it stunts it stunts the growth. Yeah, and, and you don't like it, it's it, it sucks because I like in watching the Olympics you see like. The male swimmers and the male gymnasts are like, oh god, those are just yeah. alpha like paragons. Uh, they're they're just Adonises of all that is man. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then for like, oh, for then a woman to do that, that sort of takes away from what people classically view as being attractive, right? In terms of with with the women, it's got all right now. Now your shoulders are going to be huge. You're going to have no tits. You're going to be like super tall. Like yeah. it's. And for the gymnast, it just stunts you down to well my size. But yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, it's like so. But, I, I loved you in Rio, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I was solid. Uh, I I could have done better on the pommel horse, but I That's felt fair. my balance beam was good. Yeah. Uh, low uh, low center of gravity. Uh, <laughs> have you been watching the Olympics? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, yeah. Did you know this? Oh, it's like, over. It's over. Yeah. Oh. It, last night was the was the final. Uh, the big show, you know, they do the grand finale yeah, show. I heard that ceremonies. both the opening and closing ceremonies were lackluster. I didn't see the closing ceremony. I have it DVR'd. Nice. Uh, but I did watch the opening ceremony, and it was 
Yeah, it's just at one point they just had Giselle walk across a stadium and that was it. Like <laughs> they, Giselle they of played, Tom Brady's yeah, Giselle? They had, yeah, she's from Brazil and they played the girl from Ipanema and just she just started. How does that go? Walk, uh, dun, 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 what the fuck? And she just strutted her just hot strut, ass yeah. legs just walked and body across, himself. Didn't yeah. say anything, just walked in her most runway Just been like, yeah. this is walk. what yeah. came from Brazil. You're welcome. <laughs> you get to see it all the yeah. time. Don't say too long and Tom Brady what she did though was in doing that in all she all she was doing was walking from one end to the other but she did do her entire job that is all that has ever been asked of her yes wow yeah maybe the occasional sandwich for Brady yeah the occasional (laughs) reverse cowgirl yeah and then walk 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 and don't fall over exactly walk and look gorgeous and make more money than your husband who is arguably one of the top Three greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. John Elway, obviously, being number one. I'm a little biased. Well, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> it goes John Elway, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Also Brady. biased yeah. because of Peyton Manning. Yeah. Slightly. Look, I'm biased towards Peyton Manning, too, because I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, where he oh, where has he, a where, street named after where him. Where he is God. Where he is God. He has restaurant oh, yeah. streets. What else does he have? Um, There's a trifecta of being like a hero in your. In, in, the, in the hometown, yeah, he owns the Papa John's. Okay, he uh, he has the streets named yeah. after him. Yeah, and uh, uh, supercuts. Yeah, I think if you, if you have a supercuts <laughs> yeah. down there, hey, our supercuts were classy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I think it's if you own a TCBY in Knoxville because nice. that's where all the uh, that's where all the hot girls worked. Really, at TCBY? Oh, yeah. I worked at TCBY. So like, some I loved TCBY. Yeah, oh, yeah. some people have Hooters. Not Knoxville has Knoxville has TCBY. TCBY. Yeah, wow. frozen oh, yogurt. we had a Hooters too. Girls love frozen yogurt. They do. You know? Yeah. They like it better than uh, than ice cream because because uh, ostensibly it yeah, is it's better for you, for sure. which is incorrect this if is you're putting shit. the same Reese's pieces <laughs> on it. <laughs> Like I, there used to be girls at USC that would like get, go to the Froyo line mm-hmm. and like get like I'd overhear conversations like I'm just gonna have like a small just give me a small um, vanilla it's sugar free right and the person would be like yeah and fat free oh great sugar free and fat free um, do you guys wanna share okay so we're just share we'll just split it um, and then put on um, let's see uh, gummy bears Oreos <laughs> raspberries Reese's pieces that can pizza. you do the full size uh, Reese's yeah that pizza can you put the whole pizza on or just a slice okay just one slice and then can you do one slice from each pie though and then at the end of it you're like well, that's just a bowl of fatty fat love, <laughs> but oh, but I so do not good. do not rent that porno. <laughs> fatty fat love, fatty fat love, or if that's or your rent thing, it. yeah, yeah. I'm telling people how to live their life. Yeah, I'm, I'm everybody's not everybody's got their thing that they like. <laughs> what what was your favorite thing about the Olympics? Because I only watched a couple Phelps swims mm-hmm. and the gymnastics, which to me is. The women's gymnastics is always the most mind-boggling. It's yeah, it's that right? is that was the best thing. Specifically for me, it was watching Simone Biles yeah. do her signature move called the Biles, where she does this flip in the air, and anyone else would land facing into the center of the mat based on how she is doing this flip. Yeah. Right. Uh, come to find out, she was injured at one point and couldn't do that, so she adjusted it. She does this crazy flip and like a magic trick when she lands, she's facing the opposite direction. Right, and like no one else does it. Right, nobody does it. Nobody else has a move named after them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I gotta say, the American women crushed it this Olympics. Yeah. There you go. We got, uh, we got 60... 52 gold medals. 52 no, gold Oh, sorry, I don't know. No, it was something like 61. Uh, all I know is that if just the American women competed, they would have been tied for first place in gold medals. If only the American women competed. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> like, we got, our women got, I think it was 27 out of 46 gold medals that the that. United God. States got. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. American women crushed it this yeah. Olympics. What would you, what would it take for you, um, no children yet, right? No children. Yeah. No. In the, down, the, down the line. Mm-hmm. 
uh, if your daughter started to become interested in gymnastics, mm-hmm. and I mean, like, how do they gauge at? Because I feel like it's well, like two, three, like my nieces who are seven are mm-hmm. obsessed with swimming, and one of them has like surprisingly a decent amount of upper body strength. Mm-hmm. How am I gauging that? Do I look at other seven year olds swim? No, but do <laughs> am I biased towards her? Yes. Yeah. So sure. does she also does she beat me in arm wrestling every now and then? <laughs> of course. Yes, but, but that's not what we're talking about. What yeah. we're talking about is her <laughs> swimming skills. But like, at what age can you gauge for gymnastics? Like. Oh, her tumbles are good. Because you saw those old videos of Simone Biles, like, mm-hmm. just doing crazy backflips at, like, nine. Well, yeah. and she, she was doing it at home, too, a lot of that stuff. And yeah. you would always see, like, her in the living room. I guess the way that you gauge that is the first time that you go, no, 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 no. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, the first time that you do yeah. that, you yeah. go, oh, dang. Yeah. We're going to put that, her in uh, that, parent classes. That, that's in the uh, exclusive parent instruction handbook that the Olympics <laughs> hands out. Your child is ready right. when, when you go, da, 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 da. Oh, wow. Yeah. By the way, that's a great name for a parenting book. No, 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 no. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no, 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 dot, dot, dot. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was... The guide to, the guide to ch- turning your kid into a champion. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Champion Put her on a Wheaties kid. box. Well, because, oh, I mean, some of the people, some, some of the girls are on the team and they're like 14 years old, mm-hmm. 13 years old. So it's like, yeah, when do you start like when and you, they'll say like yeah. i've been doing this my whole life you're like, you're like that's mm, not very long like i've been doing stand-up the same amount of time yeah <laughs> and i am not in, 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 in you're the not Olympics. the simone biles of stand-up i'm not the simone biles. i don't have a stand-up joke that's called the brad okay yeah. like i don't like oh and he oh and he does a joke he kicks his leg out this way and then no one else could do that yeah. it's the although your lap may, dance maybe the lap dance i yeah. i was thinking that he used the, to close every show yeah. and every now and then on a special night yeah i i, I still do the lap dance every now and then but yeah i think that's called the brad yeah no one else does a cartwheel and lands on the girl's <laughs> lap which i do oh uh, see i've never i never knew that there was a lap dance called the brad now that i do every time i go into a strip club i'm gonna be like give me the brad <laughs> dude that's incredible and then the stripper's like peyton manning doesn't like have the that. what um i know the mercedes <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> She's like, all right, Brad, get over here. <laughs> the bouncer walks up. Uh, what, what was it like growing up in Knoxville, Tennessee? Yeah. Because um, I've been there. Cause you they have. Because they have a comedy club there called uh, Side Splitters, or they used to. They mm-hmm. closed down. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a college town. It is. And uh, that's, all, that's all I saw. In Knoxville, so Knoxville is the home of the Tennessee Volunteers. Yep. Uh, Go Vols, one of the great SEC football teams. R.I.P. Pat Summit. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh man, Pat Summit. She also has streets named after her. Sure, sure. And and the uh, the supercuts. She should have Dip and Dot flavors <laughs> named yeah. after her. Yeah. Oh yeah. She she to me is almost. Well, I guess Peyton Manning is probably the top, right? But Pat Summit, I would put Pat right Summit, there. Uh, if, for people from Knoxville, uh, Pat Summit holds the uh, gold medal position nice. of town cha- town hero. Love it. Uh, Peyton so if, Manning is the Summit, very close second. If Summit and Manning were both pulling into like a CVS parking lot, Manning would let her space, park. Yeah, yeah, he there would you have go. to. You go. <laughs> that is Pat Summit. You let her park there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Knoxville is so it's a college town. Uh, it's it. The games on Saturdays in the fall are the reason to live in that city. Sure. It's a beautiful town. It's just uh, at the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Uh, so we are, we, I grew up near Dollywood, uh, which is in Pigeon Forge. Yeah. And uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which is like what Branson is for Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Pigeon Forge is for Branson. Does that oh, make geez. sense? Yeah. So, like, so if there are tears. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's like the... Lee Greenwood has a theater there. So that's like the single A. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> single A. On the way to Vegas being the major leagues. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so there are a lot of great things about Tennessee. Yeah. Growing up in the South in general, though, I feel I have to apologize for a lot. Why? Well, just like... Because it's one of those... It's one of those places where you know that stuff is backwards yeah. and like it's sure. like ah oh, come on guys you can <laughs> ah, you can do better than this. <laughs> um, my my favorite uh, thing like uh, my my this is Tennessee moment mm-hmm. where it's like oh wait this is not what the kind of lifestyle I'm used to mm-hmm. was the first time I played Knoxville. Uh, I, I, I was driving the radio and on the side of on the side of the freeway. Uh, was one of those billboards for one of those uh, pray the gay away camps. Yeah, and that, stuff like that. And, and that was like, on a billboard. Yeah, like not like something that you have to search and find on the internet. Oh or, no, no. Or maybe your pastor hands you, but no, like they're actively seeking out Knoxville's gay community, which yeah. there is a great gay community in Knoxville, and sure. they're. Uh, and I, I mean, I grew up doing theater there, so it's I saw so you. So you know the gay community. I know the gay community in Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, um, not anymore. I did back in the day. Well, sure, it's college. You try things, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you try stuff out. What was it like? Uh, what's the art scene like in Knoxville? Actually, pretty large. Yeah, it's uh, it's because of the university being there. Gotcha. And uh, there's a great old city downtown that's filled with art galleries and museums. Uh, the Knoxville Museum of Art is great. They have. Uh, I remember growing up. I was <laughs> I was in a show choir as a kid. Uh, you know, sequin bow tie and everything. Whoa! And, and yeah. you're straight. And I'm straight. Oh, yeah. Okay. I turned okay. out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look. We I was. We can keep that going you for a while. Gal, I was one of well. I was one of uh, at one point three guys and like seventeen girls in oh, this group. Crushing this was, it! Come on, it was like our one high school cheerleader that we had, yeah. who was a guy that everyone kind of gave him grief until they found out he had slept with half of the oh, cheerleading yeah. squad. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then every guy There's wanted to be a cheerleader. Exactly. Nothing yeah. you can say that. That, that uh, I think like every high school, their drama department goes through a similar thing like oh, that, yeah. where the guys get made fun of and then they go like oh wait but all these hot chicks are trying to uh pad their uh resumes they're going to college exactly so they're like they're all doing the shows and then like oh wait there's only four straight guys there yep Hmm. yeah and and they did fiddler and uh yeah the few straight guys they slept with all of tevya's daughters yeah (laughs) yeah when i when i played danny zuko in greece my sophomore year a bunch Mm -hmm. of the jocks gave me shit and then i was like hey remember that hot senior girl you guys all want she gave me a hand job in the car last week (laughs) (laughs) because i'm danny zuko that's the only reason because she loves john travolta and loved the movie she loved the movie and she loved that i could sing kind of yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's all it takes Yeah. yeah yeah What what songs would you do? Do you even remember? Any, or is that way too far back? What songs I show would do choir. for? Yeah, show oh choir. yeah, we well we did some Lee Greenwood. We had to sing "Proud to Be an American." Well, I mean, you're in Knoxville. We're so in Knoxville. That's what you start. That's every a powerful show with. song, and you have kids yeah. in show choir singing that in bow ties. Oh yeah, and the people the would tissues. go crazy. Yeah. you we know sang, what? Uh, Make fun of that song all you want, but when it's Fourth of July and the fireworks are going off, and if you don't get a little <laughs> choked up when "Proud to Be an American" yeah. comes on, then, then then damn it, Trump build that wall and kick you the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, see how much, see how close. <laughs> yeah, it happens. there you go. It just happens. It's y'all Tennessee up yeah. this week on Angry Tour. Brad, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. tell you what. <laughs> uh, and our version was especially patriotic because there was a musical interlude in the middle where yes. I stepped forward and would go. 
we hold these truths to be self-evident <laughs> that all men. And I did that whole uh, that whole part of the Declaration uh, of Independence. See that? See that? Just reminds me of the scene from Team America World Pari- uh, Team America World Police, where they're doing the uh, faux musical in the beginning, yeah. and, they, and, and they just w- rent. Yeah, they, AIDS. Yeah, it's called AIDS. <laughs> or, oh, the musical's called Lease. <laughs> It's called Lease, right. and then during and then during the song, everyone has AIDS. Oh. He just walks forward and goes, "Now everyone's dead. They've all died of AIDS. My mother, my father too, even my best pal." <laughs> like he just has that moment. Like that. Uh, that yeah. was your AIDS moment. That was my AIDS moment. <laughs> I stepped forward and and had my sad AIDS moment at like twelve. I love that you said you were the guy that stepped forward to because you've always had. Yeah. I feel like. At least since I've known you, which has just been the adult years, but like you have one of the greatest voices <laughs> well, in you. the history of the world. I, and coming I, from a I voice guy, that. I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But as soon like I've always thought I've had a pretty neat voice. You have and a great I, voice. And then I met you and I go, Well, no, I actually don't at all. <laughs> uh, and so did you have obviously not that depth when you were in the show choir, but I mean, were you mm-hmm. just always like that articulate and in just a natural performer. When I was, well, I started when I was really little. I started at uh, I did my first play when I was five, and oh my God. Um, yeah, and then I got, did my first television interview when I was six, and what I for? have it still uh, for a play that I did called All the Way Home, which uh-huh. was uh, James Agee is a Knoxville author who wrote a book that won the Pulitzer Prize. And then that book got turned into a play and a movie called All the Way Home. Wow. Sad, sadly, he has to wait for Peyton Manning to park. Right, yeah, exactly. He's like, all right. <laughs> he's number three. I'm, a Pulitzer, I'm not in for a Pulitzer, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you got a big forehead. I get Look, it. Look, David Keith has to park at a completely different <laughs> lot. Yo, doing press for a play, that's insane. Yeah. Um, well, it was the local morning yeah. television show. But I listened to my voice in that. And mm-hmm. I'm very articulate, but I sound like. Uh, Dolly Parton because <laughs> I, I have my thick southern accent my voice is real high and it's like yes I play I play Rufus Follett in this play and uh, basically and, it's your Zach Galifianakis the twin brother from exactly, Baskets exactly yeah okay um, and then I did some radio commercials as a kid and growing up I remember there was no kidding there was one at uh, our, our local um, our local department store and the only thing I remember from it was how southern I thought southern and feminine I thought I sounded when I heard the commercial and heard myself go Levi's jeans are only nineteen ninety five like that was that was when I was like I got to start working on this <laughs> but you so uh, hello there yeah, <laughs> yeah he's no it's all down here <laughs> but somebody now did you always want to it was just easy for you to like perform and and speak like that stuff just didn't phase you as a kid you yeah know? no i was i never had stage fright or anything yeah. like that did your parents encourage it or was this something that that you sort of begged them no to they let you do they were totally encouraged it um my dad was always fancied himself a performer and okay. he and he had been you know he had yeah my dad lived grew up in philadelphia and sang street corner doo-wop like wow. oh my and he's God. the exact same age as sylvester stallone also from philly also italian so, uh, my first of all, when Rocky came out, my dad thought he won the Oscar. Sure, um, but like those guys, the, all of Philly the, did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like, well, the Eagles haven't won, so fuck it, but Rocky. We all, we all got this Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so I think he fancied himself those yo, doo-wop street corner guys in Rocky that are like, "Hey, yo, Rock!" And he's like, "Don't hang out with coconuts." My dad was one of the coconuts. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, yeah. Did you ever see? You, you saw him perform? Yeah. Uh, my dad. Doo-wop, yeah. Uh, no, but we, as a family, he taught us when we were kids uh, a couple of songs from the 50s. What? Uh, the old song, uh, What's Your Name? 
What's your name? Is it Mary or Sue? I remember that because that was my part. Wow. <laughs> and um, but yeah, that sounds like because I know the kind of doo wop mm-hmm. singers you're talking about. When, when, when you got essentially like the barbershop quartet going, that, that yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, it's, it was it's awesome. So my, he taught my brother and me parts from that. Yeah, and it's we sounded good, and we did uh, we did Blue Moon as well. You got to, and we'll still do that in That's restaurants. <laughs> Just like start doing it randomly. Yeah, my dad will go. We'll be at a restaurant. We'll be finishing up, and he'll have had you know a bottle of Chianti, and he'll go, "Hey, do it." <laughs> and we'll go, bomb, 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 and my dad would come in with the blue moon. Yeah, I secretly want to be in a doo-wop group, right? Yeah. You would be great it in a doo-wop. It just sounds so much fun. I yeah. mean, come on, singing acapella like on the street. It's like some of those guys I've seen them, like in Seattle at the Pike Place Market. They're unbelievable. Oh yeah, and I'm like. How are you? And it's, groups like that are make me very uh, proud that there's like shows like America's Got Talent. But then mm-hmm. you're just like, how do these guys get there? Like you can't just. It takes I think one of us to be like, you guys need to be on TV, and then yeah. but then you see them and you go, man, they're great. I'm gonna go get some cashews yeah, from yeah. that. Right oh here. well, back to yeah. back to the weird magic shop underneath my <laughs> place market. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How do you know about that? My brother lives in Seattle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, this was maybe five years ago. Remember, I ran you at the airport. Yeah, and I was like, "Great, can I have a ride?" That was incredible. Yeah, and then my mom and I took you to your brother's house, uh-huh. and then you sent us to your brother's restaurant. Yeah, and we got hooked up with a bunch of great. Was it brisket? Uh, oh yeah, he does a good beef brisket. He Shout out good. the place. Yeah, oh, this is, listeners. Yeah, for uh, those in Seattle, it's uh, the Boar's Nest in Ballard, and uh, nice. when you go get the mac and cheese balls. And uh, get the pulled pork and try all the different barbecue sauces. They are all regional. So he traveled around the South and uh, studied barbecue sauce from every city that was known for barbecue. See, that's what you need in, yeah. in places like the West Coast, Pacific Northwest. Exactly. Because like, you, you need a transplant. Because mm-hmm. I've been to some quote-unquote barbecue places out here in Hollywood. Right. And, like, you know, because you grew up in Tennessee, like, it, it's just not the same. Yeah. It's, it's and unless, same. You, unless you have someone who's a transplant. Right. Exactly. It's like the Chicago, uh, there's a Chicago pizza place in town that it finally, after years of living in L.A., uh, they, I found a pizza place that I loved that was they did a Chicago deep dish and found out there this couple, they're very kind. They were like, oh, yeah, we just moved here from Chicago. We're like, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course yeah, you did. That's, yeah. why, that's how you know it's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah it's, it, it angers me sometimes when, they're, when people come out like, oh, no, this is authentic Kansas City barbecue. It's like, I will, I will stab you. <laughs> Uh, this is not. This is shit. Yeah, this is not good. I will shank you with this plastic <laughs> spork you gave me to eat your wilted collard greens. Uh, wait. Well, now, when you debated fork or spoon on your podcast, yeah, we uh, we got this, which <laughs> yeah. is available on iTunes. Which you always debate a topic, and we'll get back to growing up in Tennessee. But sure, uh, you 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 debate stuff. We do every every episode. And when you did uh, fork or spoon, mm-hmm. did. Did did spork come into play? We eliminated the spork immediately. Well, wow! See, yeah, I would think I would I would think that'd be a dark horse candidate. Like spork is pretty useless. I would think so. Spork is like the Gary Johnson. Yeah, it's you know it's 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 the one if you don't like spoons or forks, and also your fork, you've fashioned the tines into giving a middle finger to every minority. <laughs> Uh, and the spoon is hiding a bunch of emails. Maybe then the spork is Gary Johnson. Um, well done, sir. Well done. Uh, how long have you had this podcast? We've been going for about uh, a year and a half, um, and it's been great. We were we were part of a show called. This is a podcast I do called We Got This with uh, my uh, comedy partner Hal Lublin. 
we did a show called The Thrilling Adventure Hour for 10 years at Largo in Los Angeles. And we, or five years at MBAR, five years at Largo. And we podcasted it and it became pretty popular. So we finished that run and Hal and I were like, let's, you know, we want to keep working together yeah. and have an excuse to talk every week and record ourselves talking. So he came up with this concept of we settled arguments, basically. Anything that people will get in flame wars about on the internet or throw right. glasses at each other in a bar about. Right. Uh, our first episode was... Which if, you're, which, if you're a dude, is just about anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. A couple beers and some yeah. topic that you kind of have a passion about. Yeah. The, well, You'll fight of, for it. No, no, no. That you kind of have a knowledge about. Yeah. You absolutely yeah. have a passion <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, 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 like yeah. something you've never thought of yeah. before, but in the right. moment you decide you are so like, angry I, about it. It's like I am drawing the line in the sand. Yeah. And no, how dare you say that, that, the, that, that, the, that the Dodger dog is a good hot dog. Exactly. Fuck off. Well, our first episode <laughs> was should you put ketchup on a hot dog? That was our very, good debate. Our, wow, our solid debate. Episode, and yeah. there's and what was your stance? Well, we we don't pick sides, the two of us, and okay. we don't we don't each argue a side. Okay. We gather information, and uh, it turns out you cannot put ketchup on a hot dog if you are older than nine years old. Why? <laughs> yeah, because uh, hot uh, ketchup is designed when put on meat is designed to mask the yeah. flavor of poor quality meat. And hot dogs have gotten a lot better over the years. They have, right? Uh, German sausages do not use mustard. Do not use uh, yeah. ketchup. They use They're- mustard. And also the president of the United States said, no, don't put, a, don't put ketchup on a hot he dog. He did. So we were like, all right, well, Obama- the president said it. Obama draws a line in the sand. I yeah, like that. Takes exactly. a stance on the hard issues. Exactly. You know? Uh, I love that Obama said that, by the way. And I think the, the next president should take note and take similar stances on things like, you know, hopefully Hillary goes, you know what? I'm going Crocodile Mile over Slip Inside, you yeah. know, and just <laughs> settle the debate. Crocodile Mile, the one that had the uh, the overhead yes. slip sprayer. And you slide and take a dip. Yeah, you Wait. run, you, you slide, slide, you hit the bump and take, take a dive. dive. Yeah, now. And you go over a bump and then there's a little, like, shower curtain that yeah. you go through. Yeah, and, oh, the and into a pool. Mile. That, that's when Slip Inside, they were sitting there being like, oh, we fucking, dude, we, we cornered the market on this. Just a fucking tarp, wet it down yep. and let the good times roll or yeah. break. And uh, <laughs> as you go into that fence, and the crocodile mouth was like, "What about a pool at the end of it?" Yeah, as you so go we, into that fence, that sounded so like you've done that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I tried to when my nieces, uh, uh, when they were five, I got them a Barbie slip inside, and they wanted uh-huh. me to go on it first, and I was like, "Hell yeah, I'll show you how it's done." <laughs> Hadn't been on a slip inside probably in twenty plus years, and I, you are not a short guy. You're not nope. like a slight dude. Nope. And I also underestimated. Uh, that type of just physical activity you don't do on the reg. So a jump yeah. sprawled out. I didn't know like how high I would go, how far. I completely jumped way too high, which in my head I was like, I didn't fucking know I could jump that high. Straight out like Superman. But jumped over the slip and slide and just hit the my feet hit the end and stomach right on the grass. Dude, the thud was so loud. My nieces go, No! They just said no as I hit the ground. And I stood up being like, Don't let them see you in panic because yeah. they're not gonna want to do it. And so I'm just like, It's so fun. And yeah, like, I was like, oh. insane. Did you knock the wind out of yourself oh, yeah. doing that? Yeah, because yeah, you essentially just belly flopped right yeah. on yeah. the grass. That's, that's the thing. You don't think you, if there's a toy there in the way, you don't right. think about the fact that if you no. took that away, you are just <laughs> jumping in the air yeah. and landing on your stomach on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and you, you know what? Like, uh, I love the fact that you came up with that because that's if, if you hang out with two or more dudes mm-hmm. in a bar yeah. for more than 20 minutes, 
some some debate exactly. like this will pop up. Exactly. The uh, the one the one here. All right, m- maybe we can sell this debate right now. Okay, please. Okay, because uh, I've been having this debate with my friends for a while mm-hmm. because I found out that if if guys are at a bar and they mm-hmm. and they see a dude like fighting a woman, you instinctively help the woman. Yeah. You just run in and you start beating up the other guy. You don't care. Right. And I found out, because this has happened to me, if some guy is fighting me at a bar, everyone mm-hmm. instinctively helps me. They run yeah. over and they just beat up the tall guy. Like, what the fuck? Like, 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 they, just, they just do that. What happens if I'm fighting a woman? Ooh. What happens if a dwarf fights a woman? Who do you help? Wow. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, look, we'll be right back with more. What, are you, what would you do? But what would you really do? Yeah. See, now I have... I've come There's up, arguments for both sides, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now, I've come up with a generally accepted answer. Okay. And it's unfortunate that this answer is probably true, oh, no. but uh, I think it is. If the woman is really hot... You help the woman. Ouch! <laughs> Yikes! All but right. but if it's a, one way to look But at if it. it's like me picking on a two, mm-hmm. then uh, you help out the two. I thought <laughs> I thought it was if you. I, I thought it would be uh, contingent upon whether or not she was sitting down. <laughs> oh, I right? see. Okay. So if you guys are at eye level, yeah, 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 and she's it's and she's fight. fighting you, then yeah. it's a fair fight. Yeah. Well, then it's a then it's an equalized fight, yeah. right? And so then you you're then you help the woman. I think generally, no offense. I think generally you help the woman. You help yeah. the woman. You always help. Yeah, women and children first. It's not yeah. you know dwarves and children and then women. We should have been named on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> women, children, and dwarves first. Were yeah. there any dwarves lost in the Titanic? I don't know. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I. Why'd you look at him? Don't you think <laughs> I'd be true. the expert on that? Don't you think? You I know Mark's a history buff. Questions? I am a history buff. Yeah. I do not know of any dwarves uh, that were lost on the Titanic. <laughs> Those facts slipped through the cracks. Yeah. I know of dwarves that were lost in the Holocaust. Not to bring it down, but uh, yeah, I, no, I, actually, I know let's about bring that. it up. Yeah. They, did they get out? Uh, they were. It, it, it's funny you mention that. This is my this is my dream project. Okay. Every actor in 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 this town has like their Schindler's List too. Like yeah. what do you? Yeah. Where they just well, show the dwarves that got out? They there was a there was a Polish family of dwarves mm-hmm. that were taken and and they and they were also Jewish and then they were taken captive. And, but then instead of going to the chambers, they were made to entertain the uh, guards and prisoners of. Auschwitz. Really? Yes. So they were a, they they were a they were a troop, and they and like that was their thing. Now they were also they were the aristocrats. <laughs> yes. They were the, <laughs> oh, I so want to do that nice. joke now. Or the uh, aristocrats, because they were <laughs> yeah. exactly oh, exactly. So yeah, that there there was a there. So like my dream project would be to like do that story because that would obviously win an Academy Award. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Yeah. It's it, it it's got everything. But who would star in it? Why? <laughs> Funny you bring that up. Uh. Well, it's got to be me versus Dinklage for the lead role, which, you know, you know how we settle that. How do you settle that? Knife fight. Oh, wow. Yeah. You and Dinklage knife fight? With a spork. Oh, how S- dare you. Spork fight. Oh, <laughs> spork fight will not last long. <laughs> the, the fork part of a spork, it's basically just a slightly deeper grooved gra- uh, grapefruit spoon. <laughs> That's really all that a spork is. Yeah. Because you can't, like, hold a spork on a steak and cut a steak. No. no. Well, not with that yeah. attitude. But, but if you have... <laughs> But if you have, I want to know: Has there been any documented like spork injuries? Like oh, you know, you've heard of be. people getting stabbed with forks and mm-hmm. legitimately like you could probably do some real damage with a fork if you tried. Sure, right? A couple forks. 
Yeah. Even like you could probably, you could probably, you know, and I'm not looking to try, but like <laughs> on a dick, you could probably on a dick and just snip it off, right? <laughs> on a dick. With two forks. Couldn't you just... That's so I like horrifying. That. It, I, it horrifying. was specifically on a dick. I like, like that that's where you went. You didn't go eye gouging. Yeah. You didn't go I could poke being. you with this fork. I could take two forks, <laughs> use them like a scissors. Look, 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 look. After Lorena Bobbitt did what she did, oh, there's not a night that passes in my life where I don't go to bed thinking... If I'm spending it with a, with a lady, then uh-huh. like, I better know this person well enough to where I know that that's not a possibility. <laughs> you you look I have a fear of sometimes waking up with with with, a, with dick. your dick yeah. with your dick being cut so off. like you just have like your fear you're going to wake up and it's going to be that scene from the godfather but instead of a horse's head it's just your dick <laughs> what would were you not traumatized by that story like he had to go out the, the yard and story. yeah yeah of course I'm, of course yeah yeah i was trauma- is- <laughs> i was more traumatized for the lawn that she threw the severed penis onto and then mm-hmm. left because that guy just walks out the next day uh. and like <laughs> gets his morning paper and goes all right new york times what the fuck new york yeah. times dick in the yard uh, yeah. uh do you guys remember a couple of months ago the guy that got the dick transplant no, no. there was a guy this is uh the third successful penis transplant happened in the united states uh, there was one previously in Africa, <laughs> one previously in Asia. It didn't go well. Uh, it went well. It, oh, but the other two didn't go well? The, no, the other two worked. Yeah, this was this the, the this third was, successful one. So this, this was the third successful one. There, there's been unsuccessful previous. ones. That no, we the other two were successful, he said. No, the other two were successful. This oh, okay. is the third successful. But yeah, okay. there must have been other attempts. These transplants. So, yeah. Okay, so not not trans- not. So guys, men who were yeah. like, I need a new penis. Yeah, and this guy, he had, uh, <laughs> which I, I, I'm laughing at it. It's very sad. He had, uh, he had dick cancer, and right. he had to, and they had to cut off his penis. Mm-hmm. And when they, the morning that uh, the the doctors came out and they did the big press conference, and they uh, somebody some idiot from the press corps asked him. They said, oh, no. Why did you want to get a penis transplant? Yeah, and he said, Well. Five years ago, they cut my penis off, and that's really the only answer I should have to give you. <laughs> All yeah, right, because no, like I yeah. don't have one. Yeah, there's no. That's there's only one answer to that. Yeah, yeah. it's I don't have one, and yeah. I would like one, please. <laughs> I mean, maybe we've all had the fantasy when we when when, when we watch uh, a, a black guy in porn going, "If I could do a trade, sure, sure, yeah." But I mean, you're not going to actually go through with it, <laughs> right? You it's know. not a pe- it's a penis transplant, not a penis transfer. Yeah, you can't just like, I'm gonna, not, I'm gonna, "You want to trade dicks, dude?" Yeah, it's not like uh, they remake Trading Places, <laughs> but instead of Dan Aykroyd and Eddie, Eddie Murphy, the people, oh. they just transfer their dicks. Now, you are a history buff. Where do you think that story is going to fall in line with, you know, just uh, the chronological timeline of, of great things in human history? I think it's 20 going, years from now. 20 years from now, that story is not going to be in a lot of the books in the history section, mm-hmm. but it's going to be in at least one, and it's going to be in, like, the quirky stories of the last quirky right. medical stories, or um, yeah. it'll, it'll be in, in books in the humor section. It'll also be in. Uh, I assume the Morbid Anatomy Museum, which I live down the street from in Brooklyn. This place, what? if you live in Park Slope, Brooklyn, go to the Morbid Anatomy Museum. I did for four years. Did you, did yeah. you live in Park Slope? When we were working at Universal Studios together, yeah. which we will get into after this, yeah. uh, 
Uh, I lived in Park Slope with uh, my girlfriend at the time for almost a year. No kidding. Yeah, I, that area is incredible. Fifth it's, Avenue and 9th Street. Man, 7th and uh, name other streets. Uh, <laughs> first, second, third, <laughs> second. fourth. There was a, a diner on the corner and a coffee shop on one corner. Well, that's pretty I mean, much every that, corner. I mean, that's Brooklyn. <laughs> and there was a staircase right and yeah. rooms on top of rooms. Yeah, and there, and, I and, saw and, a hipster once. <laughs> There was an angry Italian guy yelling about the quality of coffee. And there was a park near the slope. (laughs) There was a guy. I did see this once. I was walking up Fifth Avenue. And this is this goes to prove you can't uh, you cannot judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. Not to use a cliche, but I'm walking up Fifth Avenue and there's a very large Italian man. I assume Italian, maybe Persian in uh, in a hair poking out from the white tank top that he was wearing. The stained white tank top. Classic. Large, large man. And he leans out the door and yells out the door of a coffee shop that's in front of us uh, at, to a guy who is way beyond me. And he leans out the door and he goes, hey, Joey. Here, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> How do you take your tea? <laughs> and I thought this, you know what? I love Brooklyn. I love, I love this guy so much. Yeah. Like, I'm just picturing him going in there and getting his, getting his chamomile. How? <laughs> How often do you get straight yeah. up authentic Brooklyn people right? giving you authentic uh, Brooklyn moments? Yeah, that and, could but, not. Yeah, that could not have been more New York without someone slamming the hood of a car, going, "I'm walking here." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the Morbid Museum. Yeah. Wait, real quick. By the way, Norm, we're Facebook Live in this right now. Oh, great. Uh, Hello, Norm, Facebook do you want to pull a chair on? So you're more comfortable on that yeah, side. Sorry, not just. Are you good? So you're not like I didn't know that this was on live or yeah. Or, uh, this is yeah. the first time we've done this. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. So like now we can't edit it out when you say the N word. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> which N word? Newton. Oh yeah. yeah. We but no fig attack. You guys want some fig N words? <laughs> there you go. Norman, do we have any uh, any uh, comments on there yet? Uh, some coming in. Okay. What? All right, cool. Hey, we got All right, Detroit, what's up, Detroit? People. What's up, Detroit? Yeah. Uh, once we get into the universal stuff, then then we'll throw some questions that way. Great, Norm. And if you get tired at one point and want to figure out a way to post that up, because I feel like we're gonna do that for another ten minutes. Oh, what is this? I got the I got the oh selfie the stick selfie stick. I got that. So ah, uh-huh. cool. even go. like on the end of the table, Norm. If there's a way to like. There's some. There might be some books we'll down we'll, there. We'll figure it DVDs out. DVDs if you want to. Yeah. Uh, where's an Asian when you need one? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, damn it! That's on the Facebook Live. I like that you're trying to figure out how to use a selfie stick. Norm, how about this? To prop up a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all. And not using the actual function right. of the selfie stick, where Which you can lock hold, the camera in, and hold it in. Yeah, I wonder if we can yeah. go in the. Right, that might it's work in it. the Kleenex box. <laughs> Sideways, yeah. <laughs> In in the Kleenex box sounds like my entire junior high <laughs> experience. No, spent, spent alone. All right, whatever. Just right. hold it. Um, so the Morbid Anatomy Museum. Yeah, the more it's just it's just this weird building on a corner, and it's a lot of taxidermy and. Um, Is that like the Elephant Man or shit? Yeah, like that? you know, it's like old. It's very it's very steampunk, but like steampunk uh, in a haunted house. Kind gotcha. of vibe to it, gotcha. which is the same vibe at the tat- as the tattoo parlor, uh, Triple Diamond, also in Brooklyn, where I got a tattoo once. Of what? Uh, I got the logo, the logo of Knoxville, Tennessee, the uh, the Sun Sphere logo from there the 1982 World's Fair, and because uh, everyone knows that one. Yeah. Well, it's not for them; it's yeah. for me. Yeah. Brad, would you get tattoos for other yeah. people? Um, if that were the case, I would have Vladi Divac <laughs> on this shoulder and Drazen Petrovic on this oh, one. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
Two of Yugoslavia's finest. Yugoslavia's. You know what, man? You try saying that when you didn't plan on saying They're the Yugoslavia's. There you go. God, why didn't they make a sitcom called Yugoslavia's? Would have been the best. Have you thought about getting more tattoos? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. If you get tattoos, you th- do you guys have tattoos? I don't have any. No, and I kind of want one, and every time I bring that up to uh, a buddy or my mom, they're like, no, Jewish. don't do that. Because they just they know, they're like, you don't want one. And I'm like, but I kind of do. Yeah. They're like, where would you get it? I go, I don't know. What would you get? Not sure yet. And there you yeah. go. Well, see, the- I want you to get a tattoo, Adam, because I know it, 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 it's not... It's not if you would get an 80s cartoon character, but which one, <laughs> which one? and how many. Or it might even go uh, even more of an obscure and get like the cast of Designing Women on oh, my lower back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about like, sure, get the that whole Delta cast. Burke tramp stamp. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And whoever that Let's black see how guy Gene, was. Gene Smart, Meshach Taylor. Yep. Uh, who else was in there? A lot of good ones. Oh, yeah. Geez. Maybe get Dixie Fact- Carter. Oh, Dixie get- Carter, Knoxville native. Nice. Welcome all back comes to full what? circle. That's right. <laughs> Dude, so you have Pat Summit, Peyton Manning, and, and Dixie Carter. Hell yeah, yeah, and David Keith's off in the other back. So, so like when people watch you on Drunk mm. History, you're not yeah. faking it. You no. you really like this stuff. I do. Yeah. You, now you love these obscure history stories. Yeah. By the way, that uh-huh. that to, I mean, you know, I think we've been working at Universal for a little bit when that happened, right? Uh-huh. And when that happened, not only to me is Drunk History one of the greatest shows on television now, <laughs> but of all time. Yeah, it, yeah and a, the fact, yeah, and the fact that you were the first for any of it. Yeah, on Funny or Die, the first video, the first Inception before it was even the you know juggernaut that it is now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, how did that all happen? Derek Waters, who created the show, who was a genius and created a and a fantastic television show. Uh, he came to me. So uh, Derek uh, is friends with uh, Jake Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and Jake Johnson was drunk one night and telling an Jake Otis, Johnson of, uh, of New, New Girl, Girl and Let's mm-hmm. um, Be Cops and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake was uh, drunk and telling a story about uh, Otis Redding one night. And uh, Derek, it just popped into his head the, uh, the idea of one of these History Channel style reenactments happening over what jake was saying yeah so he came up with this idea of let's do what the history channel does where they uh where a historian tells a story and reenactors act out whatever the historian says right uh and he called me up and he pitched that idea he was like you love history do you want to be the historian for this and i said sure and he said uh do you want to be really really drunk when you do it and i I said all right that sounds hilarious So uh, he came over to uh, my apartment that I had with my girlfriend at the time, and he brought a bottle of uh, uh, Johnny Walker Black. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and I proceeded. He had one with me. Well, so uh, Jeremy Connor, least, great, great comedy director, Jeremy Connor. At least he Conner. got you the black and not the red. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's going classy. Yeah, he's going, we're, going, we're going a step up <laughs> sure. classy. Sure. It's not blue or green no, label, no, but, you know. but you know. It's enough to tell a story. Exactly. Let's you know he cares. Yeah. And uh, and he came over, and uh, Jeremy Connor came over and shot it, and Derek asked me questions. Uh, and the reason that first one was ab- about Alexander Hamilton was because uh, that was the particular episode of American Experience that had been on PBS that week. So wow. that was so that you, was why so, I did that one. So do you just tell the same story that they did? But then, um, but, but then drunk? Well, I watched uh, I watched the document. My thing with that show uh, was. I wanted to find a story that hooked me. And so I, I was watching a lot of history yeah. stories that week. I wanted to find some sort of human story because mm-hmm. the for me it was 
the funny isn't in the way that I would tell the story. I wanted to earnestly tell a story that moved me, uh, knowing yeah. that the simple but impossible task of telling it while completely hammered is yeah. where anything funny was going to come out right. of. Right. That is a brilliant approach because the more connected you are to something, yeah. And now you're trying to battle through the filter of inebriation exactly. and still stay passionate mm-hmm. and really earnest about it is just going to get sloppy, yeah. But, yeah. but sloppy sensitive. Yeah. And that's, that was, that's how I've always approached that show. I've never tried to be funny in no, telling the story. No, and that's one of, the, one of the things I love about the show is you, in, to make it funny, you have to try to not be funny. Yeah. Like you have to try to be serious mm-hmm. and then that's what makes it hilarious. Well, you just have to have a hook and something yeah. important about that story that you, that you need to get across. Right. Um, so you guys do that first, and you, they have a medic on hand for the show, right? They do. This uh, wonderful nurse named... I mean, the ones that we did on the internet were... That was <laughs> nope. just... No, that was <laughs> Jeremy with a camera. <laughs> so when you guys, Actually, that night, I yeah. got so drunk that I, I threw up on the couch... And in the middle of the bed. So, and Derek was just like, peace out. And he just left. Because <laughs> he knew my girlfriend was there. And he's like, she'll yeah. take care of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he called me the next day. Um, but So then when they, they cut that together. And after you do that, you're just like, okay, cool. Like, this is, I'm in the age of a lot of sketches and videos. Uh-huh. That was another just fun thing that I said yes to that was fun. Exactly, right? yeah. And then they put it up on Funny or Die, which was... I think in I don't know I want to say like three or four years in right to being actually the way that the way that Derek did it I thought was really smart he didn't put it online at first mm-hmm. he wasn't going to put it online at all he just wanted to uh, like the original South Park where there was that v- those VHS tapes that yeah. got passed yeah. around he put it on uh, DVDs and he uh, gave it to people uh, just hey here's a DVD that I made. And so it sort of had like a little bit of underground buzz to it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Then he uh, put it on YouTube during the holidays, which I thought was really smart because everybody that lives in Los Angeles that he knew scattered around the country. So right. it appeared in oh, multiple cities at the same time. And it sort of he knew it was good. And he and it sort of grew from that. And then he uh, uh, later on put it on Funny or Die. Yeah. Uh, but it started on YouTube. Wow, mm-hmm. and and then uh, do you just see the it go through the roof, and then like how fast does it does messages from people you haven't even talked to? I yeah. it's it was weird. It was one of those weird things that once it once it took off, like I was in a bar in South Carolina, some guy recognized me from it. And was like, hey, if you tell me a story, I'll buy you a beer. And I was like, all right, sounds great. <laughs> so I uh, I this guy bought me a beer, and then like. His girlfriend came up and she's like, I'll get you a shot. Tell me another story. So I've got like 30 second stories yeah. of little history nuggets that I've tried to, uh, to compile. But it's not, I mean, this show is not my show. I want to point out to your audience this sure. is Derek Waters' right, baby. Right, right, right. I happened to be the first one to do it. It was his idea. Yeah. Uh, but I've done episodes every season and yeah. I'm very blessed to have gotten to you're do ba- it. You're, you're back on the show constantly. Hell, you yeah. played John F. Kennedy in one of them. I did play John F. Kennedy. He was <laughs> like, he yeah. was like, "You want to come and uh, do a cameo spot in one where you're not drunk?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." That that to me is the uh, uh, some of the sheer brilliance of the show. Like mm-hmm. those lip syncing. I mean, like I just saw one with Viola Davis. Oh yeah, like she. I mean, sometimes people are really spitting out a lot of words mm-hmm. fast, and the and the little moments in like delivery or the pauses or mm-hmm. the burp or everything like she didn't skip a beat to where i mean 99 percent of everybody is hitting every 
uh, lip sync moment. Yeah. But like some of them are like, oh no, I think she just said that. She's not like lip sync, you know, because right. it's so spot on. And they pump they pump uh, the sound through big loudspeakers. Okay. On the day in the in the studio or location or where. How much do they even rehearse for that? They probably get the track and they get to. It's a couple weeks in yeah. advance. Like we get the stories six weeks in advance. Yeah. Uh, we get to pick. Uh, Derek will give me five or six stories and tell me to pick one. And he's never been wrong about which one I'm going to pick. Like he gives <laughs> he me a list. You. Yeah, he gives me a list, and I tell him which one I want to do. And he's like, "Yep, I even wrote down that that's the one you were going to pick." <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Have you ever been that drunk before? Uh, you and I have had our uh, boozy nights. Yeah, and but never. Like they, and you hold full yeah. bottle because these are. I mean, these are. It is like a full bottle of uh, bullet. Did usually, you have any yeah. sort of trepidations about putting online being that fucked up? No, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> I knew that Derek just, would take fun of take 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 yeah. care of me, yeah. and it would be a fun night. Yeah, he never. That's the the he's the drunk whisperer. He yeah. it's amazing what that guy can do. Um, he, he takes good care of his people. I'll say yeah. that because there are shows you know you see a lot of people comedians like posting things of like mm-hmm. drunk this or drunk that for like a show where they get fucked up and do something, and you're like, oh man, like whatever is being partnered with the drinking isn't as strong to support. That right. just looks like you're just getting fucked up. Well, for, I mean, it, for the it, sake of it, it, yeah. it just works on so many levels because, when, like, history for some people is so boring. But right. you have someone shit faced telling it to you, and also the stories are compelling. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you find out these amazing stories that don't get told, like history class will tell you, they'll tell you about the Battle of Hastings and how that mm-hmm. was where yeah. the power shifted. No, it, that's the guy that's who invented Coca Cola. Like that one was yeah. incredible. Stuff like that, and the and the. Um, the fact that James Buchanan was our first gay president and the fact that uh, Edith Wilson was president for a year and a half after Woodrow Wilson had a stroke and nobody knew it because yeah. she was a good president. Like, right. How about the fact that Martin Luther King was the one who came up with ba-da-ba-ba-bop, I'm loving it's it. Exactly. So there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff that just slips through. That people don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there's also, for me, for me, I know very little about history. Uh-huh. And if you were, I know you know so much. If you were to tell me shit like that, I would believe every word of it. <laughs> <laughs> you should actually have some yeah. show where you bring people on that don't know and like, like five truths and a lie. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to do three drunk histories. Two of them yeah. were true. One will not. <laughs> when it's like, so this episode of Drunk History, we're going to talk about when Hitler invented Twister. Yeah. right hand red. He just he just keeps screaming out. He called it right hand, right hand, right hand up, right hand up. Now do you call it uh, Hister or Twitler? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, were you? Um, uh, Lemmings was before Universal, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lemmings was. Uh, I was at Universal. I was at Universal for a long time. Okay. That's where. That's where we met, but I think I might have met yeah. you when you were in Lemmings because right. the Workaholics guys were in there with you. Yes, yeah. exactly. For, um, for people don't know we're talking about uh, National Lampoon Lemmings, mm-hmm. and if you're not familiar, if you're not familiar with them, you're familiar with the people who that came through there. Right. You got your Belushi's, your Chevy Chase, your Christopher Guests, mm-hmm. Bill Murray, uh, Bill Murray. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was a great thing that yeah. National Lampoon did uh, when they were doing the National Lampoon Radio Hour back in the '70s, and right. then they brought in a cast to, or they created a cast. They got Jay Leggett. God rest his soul, yeah. uh, great um, mentor and comedy guy, brought him in to create this new cast and this new show, and it was um, it was one of your old castmates, uh, Jillian Bell, yeah, and uh, the three workaholics guys, uh, mm-hmm. four workaholics guys, yep. Um, that was, uh, and then myself, Satara Falcon, uh, 
Yeah, it was just a great, uh, great group of people. And, and, they put, and there, there were more than that. And I'm sorry to the, the rest. Google them. Yeah. And so they, they, put, <laughs> they put you guys together to basically revitalize that. Right, classic. to create a new sketch show because at this time National Lampoon was uh, trying to rebuild its brand after years of just tacking their name onto college movies. Right, yeah. And uh, that experience was the best. Yeah. So fun. Except that we, uh, we started touring. We started a tour. We did two cities. We got Chicago, and then we got to D.C., uh, Baltimore. Um, and then we were sent home because the CEO went to prison. And they were like, oh, we're sending the CEO. The CEO's been arrested. He's going to prison. Your tour is over. I mean, that, and we all went home. That sounds like a great episode of Drunk History in the future. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that, that's such a bummer. Yeah, it was a total bummer because it was you, a really fun. I know Adam and those guys were like, fuck, here we go. Like, game changer. Like, yeah. this is, we're going to be the next. And the thing about those guys, everybody knew, like, everybody in the cast we all knew that they were. We we're like, oh, they're gonna. These guys are gonna blow up. These oh, really? guys, yeah, because they were already mail order comedy. Yep, yep. And they had a bunch of sketches that it, basically we were all put together to become this sketch group. But they were working with some of their best sketches that they'd already done before, yeah. gotcha. and we those we folded those into the show. And we actually closed with their wizards rap, which yeah. is it's insane. It's gold. Just and, Google that. Yeah, yeah. And it's all of these, favorite. all of these guys, like. Watching watching those guys work, I was like, man, I just want to be in the audience for this show. I'm so sure. glad yeah. I get to tour with these guys because they're really, really talented dudes. So it's no surprise to you to see them oh, no. in the show, yeah. When Workaholics first came on television, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I cannot wait to watch this because these guys are lunatics. Oh. And then, like, did they try to get it back going after that tour was canceled, or was that pretty much the end of it? We After that, we uh, we Lemmings came into a different iteration and went over to a company called Mania TV mm. that was uh, <laughs> that was internet television. Mm-hmm. So it was before Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime um, and before people started watching it actually on televisions. Yeah, right. Um, but post the beginning of YouTube where people were watching short clips. So gotcha. imagine... It, uh, and it was great fun. It was a blast. We we would come in on Monday with new sketches, and then on Friday the sets would be built, and we'd be shooting these. And it was so much fun. We had this yeah. giant sound stage. It was a different cast. The Workaholics guys, uh, those they had all left. Mail Order Comedy had left to do some other stuff. Um, there was like uh, some new people brought in, and at that point in time it was oh you know what people don't want to watch is an hour long youtube video yeah like because there was no nobody had been doing that yeah. right 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 nobody had been sitting and watching things they for were, an hour yeah. on a tiny window right they were definitely a- yeah. a- ahead of their time it was both ahead of its time in the length and yeah. behind its time in the uh <laughs> format of being on sure. a small screen but uh, but it was a lot of fun yeah and just the fact that you're kind of in that fraternity of yeah, the Lemmings is pretty damn sweet. That's that was really and nice. Yeah, you're also in the fraternity of people who have voiced Batman. That is true. Yeah, which, yeah. wow. Hey. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that, that's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, we were talking about your voice earlier. That when I looked up that fact about you, because I mean, I know it feels. I feel like I'm getting interrogated by the police right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We know things about you. Oh God, are you Batman? <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, so like. 
is it hard not to do the Kevin Conroy voice or your version of that? Which, yeah. for those who don't know, that's the voice from the new video games and then Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Kevin Conroy is... He is Batman. He's Batman. Come, somebody uh, pointed out, and I thought this was brilliant, that Kevin Conroy's ba- Kevin Conroy was the first one that did Batman who realized that um, Bruce Wayne does not put on a voice to become Batman. Batman yeah. puts on a voice to become Bruce Wayne. Batman is who he really is. Batman puts on a Bruce Wayne costume. Oh. Which I thought was a kind of a really cool kind of way meta. of thinking about kind Kevin cool. Conroy's yeah. performance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was just, uh, yeah. It's like it was, Angela Lansbury it puts on, <laughs> like, Teapot yeah, in Mrs. Beauty and the Beast. Mrs. Potts is who she Mrs. really Potts is. Mrs. Potts is who she is. She puts on Angela Lansbury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes complete sense to me. <laughs> Lansbury uh, is Batman. Uh, how do you create, like, how do you create the Batman voice? Or yeah. You just, you just... It was, I mean, it was just like... It, it totally was, and I, it, I didn't put much thought into it at all. I do a thousand voiceover auditions all the time. Yeah, sure. And I was very excited to get one that was Batman. And uh, so on the recording, I just dropped my voice down low and talked as intensely as possible because I know it's, I was like, it was more of a mood piece. You know, it's like Batman is, it's a very moody right. comic. Uh, and so I was like, I, I did it quick. I actually did it. I was at a friend's house uh, helping him uh, with a movie that he was working on. And I was like, I got to send off this audition real quick. I'm just going to do a Batman voice that sounds like this. And um, just no real emotion. Just, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it worked. And the director, uh, the, they called me and told me I was cast. And the director called me. And I was, it, I was mind blown. I was like, I just have to do exactly what I did before. Yeah. Could like, you remember what you did before? <laughs> yeah. I did get to say one of the coolest lines uh, ever uh, because it's, it was like Justice. Super Friends is like Justice League. They all yeah, come yeah. together. And then, yeah, for those, for those what was the... It was, where, uh, it was Super Friends. Find it? Yeah. Uh, DC Super Friends, mm-hmm. which can be found on DCKids.com. Okay. Um, 15 episodes we released on there. And um, I got to say the line, when Superman shows up yeah. uh, to help save the day in Gotham City, uh, I got to say to him, you're a long way from Metropolis, Superman. If Gotham City's in trouble, it's mine to deal with. And I thought, oh my God, that is the coolest thing that, like, a nerdy kid who uh, loved Fuck all this stuff yeah. could get how, to say, right? How tempted were you when you went out to bars and girls would be like, what's your name? For you to go, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, I would never stop yeah, doing that. Right? I'm Batman. I do, like, my, I called my nephew and left yeah. him. Oh, and, yeah, dude. you know, you do all that. Made it was theater. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It was. It, was there, uh, prior to that, was there a voice once you started getting into the voice acting game of, like, I want to be the voice of Radio Shack, or I want to be the next SpongeBob, or was like Batman. Batman was up there, yeah. like when you when you see Batman come across, like every once in a while, a, a voiceover audition would come through, and it would say the name of the role, and you're like, oh yeah. man, I really want that. Dude, when one. I auditioned for Launchpad McQuack for Ducktales, yeah, I was like, I oh. auditioned for Launchpad too. Of course you did. Yeah, did you? You know who got it? Who got it? Beck Bennett. Did he really? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, he's yeah. great. And he's then you great. hear that, and you go, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, but there's a f- yeah, there's some that just become a bigger deal, and you you're like, I'm trying not to like put this like. Yeah. Well, you had to have that with yours. We talked about this on the phone the other day. Yeah, Slimer, dude, come yeah. on. I yeah. mean, this is these are that's an iconic character. Yeah, and it's fun. We're we're the dumbass dorks who've been entrusted <laughs> yeah. with canon. That's wow. a terrible yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody try to uh, and your like other comic buddies try to be like, you should do Batman, like give you some like. Pointers to try, or you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like how to like do a Batman nephew better? or somebody, or somebody that was just, yeah. Well, I, no, I think that like everybody was just sort of like in awe by it, as yeah. I was too. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> you got what job? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes, 
I'm Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, do you have any Adam Ray stories that I haven't heard ba- based on Are your you talking time Universal? Universal, yeah. Okay, so I started working there in 2003, but I was yeah. a tour guide. Mm-hmm. Were you there at that point? I came in, uh, yeah, I came in in, um, oh, wait, no, no, no. I came in in 06. Okay. And yeah. that, I think, is when I transitioned to Wolverine. And then That's from right. there, you were Wolverine. Yeah. I remember. I think that. I was Wolverine while you were in the window. I yeah. think. And then Mar- uh, Disney bought Marvel, and, and the characters were gone. And then I went to the New York Street Beat Cop. Yeah. And some of my f- most favorite days of all time at that park were when Mark Agliardi and Lauren Pritchard or Abel Ayers, whoever, other great improvisers, they put two people up in the window uh-huh. of New York Street, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It was New York Street in the middle of the park where there was a taxi cab. Sure. You guys up in a window, a pizza place, yeah. a pizza place, an Italian restaurant. And that was supposed to give the vibe of like, we're in 1940s New York. You see yeah. the beat They're cop. playing Sinatra music. Sinatra yeah. music. That's supposed to be 1940s New York, which is why when you, like I did, take a squirt gun out and shoot uh, uh, old Asian men in the back. And then your boss goes, what are you shooting a squirt gun in 1940s New York for? I go, Jenna, with all due respect, a trolley just drove by with SpongeBob, Curious George, and yeah. Fievel singing ooh ee ooh ah ah ching chang walla walla bing bang. No, I'm, not, I'm not a history buff, but I'm pretty sure that song was being yeah. played in the 1940s. Uh. And I would come out and I'd walk back and forth. And you guys had mics on. Yeah. And you would scream to the, or, you know, talk to uh, passerbyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say, uh, and what part were you, Mark? I played, I was Stanley. I was up in a window for like nine years. I would just sit and yell at people all day as they would walk by. How do you take yeah. it? Tea. How do you take your tea? <laughs> <laughs> that job was the most fun, yeah? It was the most, it's hands down the most fun job I've ever had in my life. I can't I attest that. to the cop thing, but I always wanted to be in the window because you have yeah. somebody to bounce off of. Exactly. Well, we bounced off of you. Yeah. The beauty was that Adam would, he knew that we could, we were on mics and he mm. wasn't. Yeah. So he would say <laughs> filthy things <laughs> up to us. Tell tell, tell, tell people. Oh. I, 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 Do you remember any of them? I don't. I, I blocked them all out. I don't well, remember. I know at some point I would walk by. I remember doing like I had a big Orville Redenbacher mustache. Oh yeah. I'd walk by back and back. Hey, what's going on? You guys doing good out there? Yeah. What's what's the latest? How the Yankees gonna be? We'd have a little banter. I bet. Yeah. So um, and I always had this one running bit where I would say like I just got back from the doctor, right? Oh and found yeah. out. Like just got back. <laughs> and by the way, there's kids and tourists walking by, and I'm basically just just trying to make them laugh because I know they can't engage yeah. in whatever conversation. And we, whatever he says, we cannot do anything. So about. I go right. just got back from. A doctor and like every time Hogwarts just starts laughing a little bit because he know he's like he's gonna say some crazy shit something that, filthy is gonna come out of and, and you can't say hey don't do that or whatever yeah. so I go because yeah. you know it's the show is on so I go yeah. hey, just come back from a doctor looks like I got a herpes and AIDS yeah. they got, told me I got the AIDS and people are just walking by and you see people slowly turn yeah. And, like, and then you would laugh and they'd be like, well, you got to get that. Thing. Yeah, you, you got to get that. You got to go see a physician about that. Look, I, not for nothing. You probably shouldn't be shaking hands with all these people. <laughs> out know, here. I just got back from the doctor. Yeah. I, I saw oh. the physician. Oh, you saw. Well, what's then. your advice <laughs> to take care of my hates? All right. Look, you know what? <laughs> take this tongue depressor. <laughs> Go to the other end. See yeah. what you get out of there. You guys would get to like improvise musicals and like. Oh yeah, I mean, we did a whole day once. Not a whole day. We did a whole show, a whole set once, where we decided we wanted people to think we were uh, audio animatronics <laughs> up in the window. <laughs> so we just turned on. Uh, it was during Christmas time. We turned on Christmas songs and we just pretended to be animatronic characters in the window <laughs> singing these Christmas songs. And when people would stop and look at us funny, we would just uh, either throw shade at them or like startle them in some way. Yeah, it's one of you know it's the whole theme park classics. Well, I mean, the, the, the <laughs> thing is, is we've all worked at theme parks. I worked Where'd at you Disneyland. Work? What'd you do at Disneyland? I was a character host. Which yeah, was, I was. I mean, you know, bodyguard for the characters. Sure, I worked at Disneyland too. 
Oh, what'd you do there? I was at the same time I was at Universal. I was working at Universal four days a week. Traitor. I know, and I was at Disneyland two days a week. <laughs> Doing what at Disney? Uh, I was in the Aladdin musical. You two-timer. Oh, uh, yeah. I played the genie in the Aladdin musical. Oh, man. Uh, uh, dream role. Yeah, it was yeah. A great. It was a great role. So fun. Did you sing all the original songs? Uh, well, I sang Friend Like Me. Yeah. Um, there you go. And then I sang the Prince Ali. Yes. Because that was... Uh, and then I would... Kids, kids love it? Kids loved it. That show was a yeah. hit there. Yeah, and yeah. we would get to write our own jokes, which was great. We would write jokes for the show, uh, try to keep up with what's going on in the world. Sure. Like what? Like how would you say um, topical as a genie? Like, uh, oh, when 9-11 happened, how would you reference that? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Okay. You said topical. There were a lot of guys that would do like Kardashian stuff. Oh, you know, gotcha. You know, gotcha and I, tr- gotcha. I, I, people just laugh if you mentioned... You like say Justin Bieber's name, people start laughing. I'll tell you the joke. Sure, because like, I would get in trouble because it's like Jafar yeah. says something about Taylor Swift. Exactly, everyone's gonna crack up. Right, yeah. but they, the only one who was allowed to do it was the genie. Oh, uh, yeah. The oh, rest, yeah. because in the movie, Robin Williams was the only one who was keeping sure. Things topical. Like yeah. he did, yeah, he did Jack Nicholson references for God's yeah. sake. Yeah. So I, uh, this was uh, around Obama's election. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where everybody, all the other characters, leave the stage, and the genie is upset by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But this is one I got in trouble for. All the people that I was like, hey, where are you guys going? Come on. It's because I'm blue, isn't it? Y'all don't like blue people. You know, one day we're going to have a blue president and everything's going to change. And that one got me in trouble. <laughs> she came backstage after the show and just went, no, and then shut the dressing room. Aww. I didn't think it was, I thought it was pretty tame. I yeah, think that's dude, good. Those shows yeah. also, it's so predominantly viewed by kids. Like the adults are too. Like you gotta, yeah. like. You gotta throw something in there. Yeah. yeah. Would you. Something there for that. Was there ever a, a universal anytime you felt like uh, you were getting. Pushing the envelope or no? We oh we we would push the envelope a little. There was I remember well, the, the uh, Hades discussion made the Hades. <laughs> well, you weren't on a mic. Were you there with the uh, the ship, the cardboard ship? No, I thought that I don't know who I maybe this I don't know who this was. I was playing this game with, but we uh, uh, there's they used to have like these little pirate paper boats that they would fill with like chicken strips and fries for uh, kids. Yeah, um, it was this little pirate ship and. Um, some somebody had left one sitting on the bench across from our window, and a woman came by and uh, picked it up and walked away with it. And we must have done seven minutes on. Hey, look at that! That lady just took a ship in the middle of New York Street. She just came right over here, took a ship, and left. I mean, that's a gold mine. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when you're when you're on a microphone uh, in a theme park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't believe it. I never seen nobody take a ship right here, right in front of our window. <laughs> The, the, the balls yeah, on the, that lady. Just to take see, a shit. This is why you weren't in the window. The balls on the fucking stones on that broad. Dude, I know I definitely slipped out some F bombs. I didn't even know women could take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen them do before. Yeah, I thought it was a faux pas. Uh, did you love working at Universal? Oh, yeah. 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 I tell people all the time, as much as I joke about it, and I'm sure, Brad, you have similar, right? Like, uh, a soft spot in your heart for that place. Oh, Just, dude, yeah. you're at a place where Ham people... House is heaven, man. Yeah, I mean, we, th- th- there was a game like when I, when whenever I would uh, host for Mickey, mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do <laughs> would be I would tell the person in the Mickey outfit, "Hey, stay absolutely still. We're gonna do statue." The game, the game, the game, the game was called Statue. Yeah. So er- everyone would walk into Mickey's house where there's all these rooms where you go to meet Mickey in, and Mickey would just be standing absolutely still, and then I would and I would. I would announce. I'd be like, uh, "Yes, yeah, so uh, Mickey, uh, man, he forgot it was the big football game today with him and Goofy, and then uh, and they're, they're they're out playing, so he's not here. But we have this statue <laughs> that you could take pictures of. Perfect. So you so you take pictures with the statue, and then like you would see the look on the face of these kids. I'd just go, what? <laughs> 
it's just a statue. Oh. Then I go, oh, now you know what? You know, this is this is Disneyland. Now, we got to... You guys came here to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Okay, so and there's always magic at Disneyland. So on three, let's say Disney magic and see and see if anything's going to oh, happen. You were good. One, two, three. Everyone screams out, Disney magic. And then Mickey just does a little jump and comes alive. And the kids would just go Oh, nuts. that's good. Dude, the power that yeah. you had. Wielding, wielding yeah. that magic say Disney Say Disney wand. magic? They would, yeah, they would just go nuts. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then like, you'd see like the dads like looking at me like, not, That's pretty good. Kate. I see what you did yeah. there. I see what you were doing. Now, does it apply to like other situations? Like, if you have whiskey dick and you're trying to like, can you yeah. say Disney magic? Disney magic. And get, yeah, have it turn and from Tinkerbell comes over, puts well. some pixie dust on it, and suddenly it, it I raises fly, up. I can fly. Yeah. I can fly. I can fly. Well, Think you know of what? A wonderful thought. <laughs> This going inside you. What? <laughs> well, uh, I will get back to you on that, Adam. I'm going to uh, drink some bullet tonight, and uh, I'll see if that's true. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the, uh, the theme park world, I always try to explain to people, is like you have – like you don't know the true – like everyone it sees just one side of it, but like the behind the scenes of it, like – I mean, dude, the, the stories I would hear are like seeing people get in fights – like the guy dressed as Shrek and the guy dressed as Spider Man <laughs> oh, getting yeah. into like a verbal confrontation oh, yeah. behind the set. Like I'd be watching that, being like, looking around, like yeah. tr- hoping someone else could see to be like, does anyone <laughs> see how like this yeah. isn't? No I one am gets- not high enough yeah. to watch this yeah. happen right now. Every day I felt like I was on an ecstasy trip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, was there ever something working at Universal where you were like, oh, like this is my life? Where you just kind of have a step back moment and you're like. Whether it's like maybe you see a celebrity there because celebrities uh-huh. were always – I saw John Stamos dressed as the cop and I always tell a story where I would like blow my whistle to old ladies who were walking slow and be like, you know, tweet, like, you know, slow down, man, you're going too fast. It's not a race, you know, and mm-hmm. they go, I was already going slow. That's why that's funny. Yeah. And I did that to, I did that to Stamos once and I blew – I go, I go, hey, uh, perfect hair, slow it down. You're going a little bit too fast, right? You're going to knock somebody over. And he looks at me and just acknowledges like actor trying to have a bit with me and he goes – Nice. <laughs> and just, dude, just fucking niced me with the Stamos yeah. look. And I was like, oh, burn. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm struggling here. Like, there, we, there was a character we would play in the window that was a woman. Uh, and yeah. I would wear a big bouffant wig yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, do my face all up and uh, earrings. And, the, and oh, and you would just flirt with the boys as they would walk by. Oh, look at you the, in your little white shirt with your red hat. You look like the whipped cream and the cherry on top of a sundae. <laughs> like, we would do shit like that. Um, and I would come up. I would come off uh, stage and I would take my wig off and I'd be standing there in a wife beater and <laughs> earrings and lipstick and I would look in the mirror and I'd go, I went to theater school. <laughs> I studied Brecht and August Wilson and Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. You have those but moments. you know what it is? Yeah. It is, uh, it's vaudeville. That's yeah. what theme parks are. Yeah. I feel like it's the closest thing that exists now to vaudeville. Old school. Yeah. Just, yeah. You it, go, you punch your time cards. Yeah. You make some people laugh. You tell some jokes. You sing a few songs. Mm-hmm. You punch your time card. You go watch a ball game. Like it is, it is yeah. as blue collar as show business gets. You're a part yeah. of these people's like vacation. Like yeah. for some dude, I mean, I know I can attest to going on a family vacation where like, you know, you, you can tell the like, oh, the this is like a save the marriage trip, and like we're, uh, you know, and we're and it didn't work. That and, went uh, south yeah, so fast. Deal breaker, deal breaker. But so, uh, uh, or a spoiler alert. And so then, um, uh, so I can tell sometimes when I'm like, oh, like this little moment I have with this family could be like a game changer on the day, and maybe the weekend, and maybe the marriage, whatever. And so uh, you definitely. You know, it, it's exciting to be a part of that. And then on the flip side, sometimes, like, I would have people recognize me as Wolverine at, like, a comedy club that night. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, shh, be quiet. They're like, we, you took a picture with our family. Like, you're that guy. 
what are you doing? Oh, I'm about to do an open mic. Oh, cool. All right. And then you do the Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. So you're not just Wolverine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're not the not actual your... Wolverine? So that's not your life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so wait, so you're telling me Wolverine's also a stand-up comedian? <laughs> I never read that comic. You weren't that funny at the park. Yeah. When was Snicked. a Snicked. <laughs> Such a good reference. Um... <laughs> So you're, we had to wrap this up. All right. Yeah. Um, but this is the best. And you got to come so back. Fun. But you're a full-time New Yorker now. I'm a full-time New Yorker now. I'm a part-time New I'm a most-time New Yorker. Okay. Uh, my, my girlfriend lives in Los Angeles, so I come back and forth with frequency. And it's mm-hmm. dirt cheap to fly. It's cheaper to fly from New York to L.A. than it is to fly from New York to anywhere else in the country, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a shuttle. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, as, as as a guy that just got back from Tampa, and then I go to Virginia Beach next week. I'm yeah. like, wait, why does that cost that much? But then here in New York, it's like 200 bucks. Like it's yeah, it's it's, it's nuts. So I highly recommend if you live in uh, New York or LA, just start living in both places. Have a significant other in the other one. There what you do you what do you love about New York versus LA? Because you spent a lot of time here. I did, and now you're there. Uh huh. And what is like? I mean, I I love not having to drive. Yeah, that's a huge one for me. That's solid. Uh, I love that I can walk out my front door, and on my block, I've got a record shop, a comic book store, a Thai restaurant, two bars, and a bodega. That's uh, anything and everything you need. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a day right there. Yeah, that's it, a whole you day can hit without everything. leaving the block. Yeah. And there's something, right. there's something about the energy of New York City. It is every street is a vein with blood pumping through it. Every avenue is a freeway mm-hmm. that you just you walk out your front door and you it's basically it's like it's like a freeway on ramp you walk out your front door and you merge and you just go and you love that energy i love that energy. some people don't yeah but mm-hmm. uh, for me that's that is crack. if you get off on that then that is like i yeah. mean shit yeah it, there is a uh you know stepping out of something that's just going immediately you kind of have no especially for our business mm-hmm. you kind of need that just gotta uh, go yeah and that's got to be crazy because you came from knoxville where it is the exact it is opposite slow oh there yeah. is there is definitely something called a southern pace oh yeah yeah you don't move too fast in the south no. you can go to cracker barrel which is one of my favorite restaurants uh <laughs> and really? you can spend a you can spend a good three hours on one meal at yep. cracker barrel well, in new york you're never in a restaurant for longer than 45 minutes no right it's well, like all right great we're done yeah on to the next thing yeah. well because at the cracker barrel you go you have the meal you hit the general store that's sure. all that's also in the cracker barrel maybe, you play the giant checkers you have to play the giant checkers sure. maybe get that game where you jump the pins over the pins in the triangle to, oh, try, yeah. to, to, to try to lead the last pin then you're like oh wait we could uh i've been here now for an hour and a half now i'm starting to get hungry again you want to get dessert you want to get a snack exactly. you get something? and now all of a sudden you're you're a you're in a fucking trap, man. Yeah. You're in that fucking cracker oh barrel trap. Oh, God. You're in the crack hole. You're in the cracker <laughs> hole. I went to do a cracker barrel. I think it was in Utah. Uh-huh. And the boss came out and scolded our waitress who was being like very like, I wouldn't say flirty, but just very pleasant having some good banter with myself and the other comedians. Uh-huh. And he comes out and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, Kristen, what are you uh, doing? And uh, she goes, oh, just uh, talking to the customers and being all sweet. And they're, they're fine. They're comedians. He goes, oh, cool. I've got a joke for you. What do you call the waitress who wasn't working? Oh, oh And we all pause. Oh, and we all pause, and I swear to God, he goes, bullshit. And we what? go, and my buddy, Jeff Dye, who was just on the podcast, turns to the guy and goes, hey, man, why are you such an asshole? And we all just go, yeah, like, she's been great. And he was like, and then it kind of threw him off guard, and he was like, I mean, she... He goes, ah, and then he kind of stumbled and goes, I'm just kidding. We have fun here. And we were like, oh. no, man, that was a real, yeah. I mean, 
kudos to the delivery and the punchline. Did not see it coming. Yeah, right. But for a for a Cracker Barrel manager, you know, I don't know what the comedy usually is like, but that was you know That's funny. Good. If we step aside from it, but also she was so sweet, and she then just kind of sauntered back and was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll go get your biscuits," you know. Oh, and uh, oh, and the guy was so like, sad. and he was like, "Sorry about that, guys." And we were like, oh. "No, man, no, you sure." Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. You were you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're that cracker barrel manager in Utah. Yeah. From Utah? Oh. You know who you are. Yeah, if you're listening to this you're right listening. now. <laughs> you know, know you what? Are. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of I mean it's like a great dad joke, you know, yeah. like what do you call somebody who didn't uh, take the trash out on time? You know, yeah. Adam yeah. is what I call him. <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, you. That's you. what we call him. So yeah, do you get it? Do it. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. I hope I'm a dad with shitty jokes. Oh, that's you know? how dad jokes end. Yeah. <laughs> get it? Get it. Yeah. You get that one? All yeah. Because you never do get it. So no. they have to, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Brad and I are going to be in New York soon, and, and we'll yes. do this again from your place in Brooklyn. Absolutely. Maybe yes. pre, maybe post a night of drinking. Oh, yeah. Or oh. during a night of drinking. Oh. Even better. There's a, one of those bars, there's never anyone in there. Really? Yeah, it's like an old man bar. There's a really cool bar next door, and then there's this old man bar uh, we'll just go to the old man bar because it is awesome in there. Because they just have the one old man that's just there all day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> he's keeping the place open. That's why they call it the old man bar. Yeah. All right. He's um, <laughs> well, let's Love give that. a proper – let's sign off to Facebook Live first of all. By yeah. Facebook Live. Mark, tell people uh, – well, we'll plug everything in the intro of the podcast. But uh, just- okay. Yeah. Uh, listen to uh, – we got this on Maximum Fun Network. Uh, we're on Twitter at We Got This Tweets, and I personally am on Twitter at Mark Gags. And I highly advise to listen to the best original Ghostbusters character debate. Yes. Uh, from the We Got This podcast. Thank you. Now, if you had to do the best original, uh, best modern Ghostbusters character, obviously you go with... Slimer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the band leader. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm just, I just like his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like the look at him. You know what's so funny? It's like some people were like, so you did Slimer, and they're like, but he didn't say anything. I was like, yeah, I just did the noises yeah. and the whatever. Yeah. And then and this one guy who was um, hit me up on Facebook, he's like, so you just like said, I was like, yeah, if like, they got a real guy doing the voice, they would probably get Morgan Freeman to be like, hello, I'm uh, Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. You know, or whatever. Like, you have been slimed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wish I could tell you it wasn't sticky, <laughs> but it is. Uh, real quick, you do yeah. a Colin Farrell impression? Aye. Aye, that I do. I was accused once of talking with my eyebrows, and somebody said, you know who else does that? I said, Colin, he said, Colin Farrell does. So I started working on it, and I realized that's a bit true. <laughs> Colin Farrell is Slimer. Yeah. I just do the noises. I'm Morgan Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Show. That's the show. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. 
Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.